Hello, Ben Beebs, and welcome to the Career Lift Podcast, where we bring you impactful guests, industry professionals, messages, and advice on how you can begin to create the career of your dreams and succeed in your path. Tune in weekly on Mondays and give your career a lift. and welcome to this episode of the Career Lift Podcast. We just wrapped up our entrepreneurship series a couple of weeks ago, and last week we heard from Zavi about carving your own path. I had so, so much fun recording this series and chatting with all sorts of CEOs, founders, and entrepreneurs on how they began their businesses and have brought them to where they are today. I'm fascinated by entrepreneurial stories. There is something about taking the leap to pursue an idea that is so exciting to me. And it's always so fun to hear about the struggles and triumphs of building a company from people who have already built them. Entrepreneurship calls on people to have faith in the unknown and to have an idea for something and to blindly build it, even though it may or may not work. These stories were all full of ups and downs and so many awesome life lessons. A few of the lessons that I took away from some of our founders were, number one, start before you're ready. If you have an idea, begin working on it in the smallest way. Maybe you want to build an apparel line. Maybe the first step to doing that is just to start researching, researching fabrics or different different places you can start, um, you know, sourcing your apparel or, yeah, just researching how to start an apparel line. Uh, and then you can also start talking about your idea to people, networking, and just getting the word out there. And that applies to really anything that you want to, to begin. Uh, number two, surround yourself with good people in business and in life. Nobody does it all alone, and it's always good to be surrounded by good people. Number three, you don't need to be an extrovert to succeed in entrepreneurship. Number four, setbacks and failures are inevitable. Use them to fuel you. If you continue to have faith in yourself and your idea, keep trying different angles, and it's likely you will succeed. Number five, anybody could be an entrepreneur, and if you don't have any idea how you're going to get to your end point, that's okay. The key is just to begin. So those are some of my takeaways. As a wrap-up to this series, I put together some highlights of the series for some, from some of the founders, some highlights of the series of the conversations that I had with some of the founders and CEOs that I chatted with. And then next week, we will start our Senior Spotlight series. We're going to feature uh, the seniors, some of the seniors that are graduating this year, which is coming up pretty soon on June 13th is uh, graduation. So tune in to the rest of this episode to hear some of the highlights and then we'll see you next week for that series as well you know don't don't be one of those ones that want you know tomorrow never comes you know don't wander around in the dark hoping that suddenly something's all going to come together it doesn't you know there's uh, yeah there's the old saying that time nor tide waits for no one it doesn't you know just start you know why is it so hard to get in the morning, get up in the morning and go for a run? Why is it so hard? Because it's hard to start. So it's hard to start. So, you know, you know why you're putting it hard? You have already started because you're realising that it's hard. Acknowledge that for yourself. You've already started. You recognise it's hard, that's great. The reason you know that it's hard is because you're already doing something. So just keep going. Take that step. Take that step, you know. Uh, is education fabulous? Of course. But I, I can't say enough, you know. Get those people around you. 
And not not just yes people. People have a really honest conversation with you about what you want to do and how you want to do it. Sure. Those people are out there. Just get them to help. They want to help. How do we launch it? Uh, and that's where the creativity that um, I think fuels entrepreneurs really comes in. We um, uh, put together a business model. We talk to some people, you know, all of the sort of academic steps to starting a business. But that all gets set aside once you actually launch a website and, and take the first person's credit card information. You're like, oh, man, now I actually have responsibility. Like, how do I get this person product? And um, for us, it was about biting off um, incremental risk and manageable steps. So um, initially we went out and we curated enough product to um, fulfill 200 collections. And we told everybody that we were curated from what we were doing and that we had 200 subscribers. Um, really all we had were 200 friends that we thought would buy it. We didn't have any subscribers. We waited until we had the product and then we launched a website and I think we sold like 34 products. Um, we ate the or so 34 collections. We ate the, the cost and the rest of the product, sent them all to, um, uh, to influencers and bloggers and we wanted people to write about us. And that's what started the snowball. I truly believe leadership skills can be taught. You know, I, I, go and talk about women being great leaders and that these skills come naturally to women, but that does not mean all women have them. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean men in general don't have them and can't nurture them and learn. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just being deliberate about that. Yeah. And, you know, one of the examples is, um, self-development and, um, having a learning mindset. Those are all, those are, that's a skill that um, is considered to be a great leadership skill. And that's something everybody can be nurturing in themselves. You know, it means you're aware that you don't have all the answers. It means you get into the habit of consulting with your team and getting others' ideas. It means you spend time researching and learning. So that's something anybody can learn to do to be a better leader. So absolutely, just kind of go through um, leadership. I, I took my list basically from the Harvard Business Review and kind of expanded on it a bit. So that's a great resource of, of you know, what are these leadership skills and how do I nurture them and, and start doing it. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that's really important for uh, men and women in college is, is starting that networking early. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. And no excuses. If you're shy, that's nice. If you're an introvert, that's nice. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. I would say that I'm someone who was, I, I will always figure it out. So if I don't have an answer for it right now, I'm not going to say that I can't do mm -hmm. something. Um, I will figure it out and I will learn from it. Uh, I can say that there's definitely... I wouldn't say I've had any failures because any any mishaps or like missteps or things that weren't weren't right were always like turned into an, a lesson almost immediately. You know, taking on a client that I knew wasn't necessarily the right fit. Now now I know which clients I do want to work with, um, mm -hmm. which clients I you know I work with best, and all of that. Um, just being able to figure it out and, and being able to come up with a solution, whatever that means. Um, that, that's 
I think is like the biggest trait that that has helped me. I say like admit where you are and don't try to like overplay um, like your successes and talk more about your failures instead. Um, just because uh, no one really cares about your successes. Uh, but if you talk about your failures more often with people, even if it's painful, they might have great suggestions or they might be totally willing to help you um, overcome that challenge. So be honest with people and tell them what you're cha- what you're challenge with what you're challenged with and um, what you don't know how to solve and maybe they have a solution for you. Giving a meal for every meal purchase and so we kind of got to see that idea. Um, and so that's and our family motto has always been do for one that which you could do for everyone because it is really overwhelming. Um, I've spent time, um, well, I guess both of us have spent time in impoverished countries. I spent a significant amount of time in Kenya. He was in the Amazon jungle. Um, I was a high school teacher before, and all the schools I've worked in are impoverished schools. Um, Half my time was spent at the alternative school here in Bend. Um, And so just seeing like such huge needs um, on a daily basis can be really overwhelming. And so when we heard that motto, um, when we first got married, it's like we really were just trying to live that out by like taking on, you know, if you knew one person and, you know, and you know a lot of people in need, it's like, how can we find one person and go really deep with them? Um, And so, yeah, so we just thought like, well, great, if we could find a business model that would work for us, then we might be able to do for a hundred, you know, what we wish we could do for everyone or just that many more people. I think the most important lesson uh, in my life has been to not say the word, but like, you know, uh, I think the word, but basically ruins everything. So if you have something that you want to achieve and you may not have all the, you know, resources and means, uh, whether it's financial or whether it's time or whatever, um, don't blame it on something else. Like just do your best uh, and achieve it in even a small way. Um, so if you're trying to, you know, create a rocket ship and maybe you're a student, you may not achieve that right now. But you can start by designing on free casuals or creating a sketch, like even on a piece of paper, something that brings you closer to what you're trying to achieve without using the word but. <laughs> Don't be, don't be afraid of having big dreams. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people who won't even dream big because they're, they mm-hmm. don't believe it will happen. But mm-hmm. I can tell you that firsthand for myself, for so many people in my life, that if you really set your goals high, if you set high ambitions for yourself, you're going to start working towards them. It might not happen tomorrow. Yeah. It might happen in six months. It might not even happen in three years, but it's like, if yeah. you have something that you want for your life, you owe it to yourself to just keep that on your horizon and keep working towards it. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, don't be afraid to set goals for yourself. Accept me or take me kind of for, for who I am or for what I'm not. I'm not in charge of that. I can only like be in charge of like me um, type of thing. I only have like autonomy for like myself and how I show up and how I choose, choose to show up. Um, and it was just like that. I think just like a, cognitive switch of just like how I want to operate my life and not really worried about like what other people are going to think in any, any even positive or negative way, especially negative, but even positive to where it's like, I'm, I'm just going to be me. Like 
and that's period. And from that, you know, sometimes I'm I'm too loud. You know, sometimes I maybe talk too much, or they talk too little, or take up too much space. And like those things are kind of balanced in in my journey still, and as well, and will always be. Um, but yeah, I think just just uh, I just want to always be me, and I think by myself doing that, it will like hopefully allow others to also do the same um, from that very much someone who thinks a lot uh to the point where my um my thought becomes inaction um i think that it's more it's more important to go out and do what you're wanting to do in whatever capacity that you can and whether that's you know like if you're if you're a painter and you're trying to get started then that means just painting some paint paintings and then donating them or um, having them at a silent auction or putting them in a coffee shop, whatever, whatever you feel like um, would get some sort of exposure or get you started in whatever place and direction you're wanting to go to. You just need to do it because for me, I was wanting to be in the gear industry and I wanted to have a, a gear business. And I'd never thought that, that buying and selling gear would get me to this location where I'm a wholesaler and I'm, I'm able to do retail sales and things like that. But it was something that that really I, I have no regrets on, on starting. I think, you know, if you if you're making it to a college level and considering entrepreneurship, I'm pretty sure, you know, you understand the important side of things. But also, you know, there it goes back to the old adage, like no risk, no reward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also you know networked with quite a few business owner, business owners that I say have analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. Like they overthink, they overthink things to a point where they talk themselves out of it. Yeah. Um, and I think if you have a good idea and you're passionate about it and you find people to come in to your space that are smarter than you in the areas that you're weak, mm-hmm. uh, that really it'll build your confidence and allow you to push forward. Like I know I suck at finance, like real bad. Um, And through networking, you know, I found the right people to surround myself with to help me with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it makes me more confident in the decisions that I make every day, knowing that they've taught me they're by my side in case I, I have any questions or if I'm failing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I think, you know, networking, like just network, network, get, all the smarter people around you. Yeah. I think anyone can be an entrepreneur. It just depends like how much time you really want to invest. And I think that's like, you have to be honest with like, how much time do I have? Like, I think you can always make the time, but like, is right now when you want to start or would it be better to like save for a year and then start or how, like coming up with a realistic game plan and going for it from there? Because I think sometimes like, I'm actually glad nothing took off when I was younger because I don't think you realize when you're like 18 or 19, just starting college, how much your whole life will change if you actually start a business. Like it's going to take up your whole youth. I mean, for me, I, th- I think I touched on this, but like I never really prioritized the money <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was just a passion for me and keep the soak alive series was just a passion for me. Yeah. So I think that helped. And if you're, if you're doing what you love and you're putting it out to the public, like, it's going to get eyes on it and you're going to be seen and it's the money will follow. 
Yeah. It's like, if you follow, I, I mean, this is so cliche to say, but if like, if you're following your passion to the fullest extent, like the money will definitely follow. And I think that was a huge key for me. Um, just like building up into these client relationships. Cause I would like, I mean, enter competitions. I would like post videos on YouTube that I never made a dime off of, but I was super proud of. And like, I would just try and get my name out there in any way possible. And that was also, I guess a big kind of like thing in it too was Red Bull bracket reel, um, which we don't have to get into this, but it was like a best editing competition. Um, and it, me and my friends would just like basically shoot on the mountain. And it was like this knockout tournament that Red Bull put on. And it was super awesome to like see our names on the Red Bull website. Uh, and at the end of the day, that's what it was. It was just like a claim to fame type thing. Um, but that definitely helped get eyes on my work. And that's what landed me a job with Red Bull too. So it's definitely a network type thing. And uh, if you're doing what you love, the money will follow. So That's all for this episode, Ben Beebs. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time on the Career Lift Podcast.